Welcome everybody to a new episode of Flower Circus Talks. Today we have the honor to have a, a multiple prize winning uh, floral designer. Uh, so yeah, uh, without further ado, let's uh, quickly get him into the, the live stream. Uh, please welcome Mr. Bill Schaefer. And uh, let's see if he's there. He is. There we go. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you uh, for, for the time that uh, you want to tell a bit about uh, yourself and, and about what you do, because you do some really spectacular things. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's kind of a hard one. We kind of do everything from product development to large scale events to floral installations. I think our favorite thing, uh, which uh, when I say our, I, I'm referring to my wife and myself, Christine, is we love doing sh uh, flower sharing projects where we, yeah. where we're allowed, we we bring in people from all over the world to share in our projects with us and get to experience some things that they may not always have a chance to do on, on a regular basis. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, your wife is also involved in, in, in the floral industry. Actually, this, this is how you met as well, right? We actually met um, on the judging committee for the American Institute of Flor Floral Designers. Okay, uh, that's uh, that, that's great. And 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 yeah, we, we already skipped a little bit, but but how did you end up in the in the floral industry? Well, let's just say that I had three younger sisters, and the three of them did the normal chores, uh, helping around the house with in the kitchen, the laundry. But our flower shop was connected to our house. So my chores yeah. growing up were <laughs> uh, sweeping the floor, emptying the buckets, all that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I literally would go to church on Sundays and pray to God that I never had to be a florist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's his kind of way of saying, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm actually third generation. Uh, our family business started in 1925. And although it has completely um, moved and evolved as from a traditional brick and mortar mom and pop style flower shop to this online entity <laughs> um, <laughs> moving around the world with amazing people. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of those amazing people who I've gotten to work with have actually just uh, chatted in Nicola yeah. and Yolanda and Tiffany. Hi, everybody. Nicola's there, Yolanda and, uh, and Tiffany as well. Yeah, Tiffany has actually stayed at our house. Uh, we call her our American daughter. Yeah, <laughs> she she called you my uh, my American uh, dad. So that's uh... <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's really funny because uh, last week or it's already two weeks ago we had uh, an online show and uh, the next uh, show Tiffany will do again. Yeah, the... I, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, the yeah. One of the one of the great things. I mean, though I. Oh, I, I work, we work in a lot of different countries. So usually when your show is on in my time, my time zone, I am usually working with somebody else, but I love that I can go back and, and view it. I think I've probably now watched all of your programs. So I yeah. really enjoyed them. Yeah. I, I think it's a really wonderful way to entertain people and bring them up to speed as to what's going on within the industry and just allow people to connect with one another. So I think that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I uh, said last week, it's the, it's the second best, but there's no best at the moment. Uh, yeah, we cannot connect on on exp expositions and, and and shows and everything. So yeah, this is a way to connect with each other and support each other as well. I mean, uh, it's still difficult times, and and it will uh, continue a little bit as well. Uh, yeah. So we need to get through this, and uh, and by inspiring everybody and listening to everybody. So uh, yeah. The, trying to uh, to do the best we can at the moment 
Yeah, well, I can tell you that um, for many, many, many people here in America, we're waking up to bigger smiles and a brighter future for the past few days. So uh, it helps us look at the floral industry even with uh, brighter eyes. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great development. I mean, uh, it's a lot of people that uh, that I can see with uh, on Facebook as well uh, with a smile on their face. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So yeah, you grew up in a in a in a flower shop. You've been sweeping the floor, and then still you didn't uh, say, okay, I I want to run away and and I want to do something else. Well, you know, I actually went and got a degree in music, so I I played music professionally for many years. I worked in restaurants for many years. Yet every time Mother's Day came around or Christmas or here in the US Thanksgiving, I found myself back at my mom's shop, helping her out, helping her set up the store, helping her deliver flowers. So believe it or not, I never did this full time uh, until I was 30. I mean, I've been doing it my entire life, but yeah. I never jumped into it full time until I was 30. So it's interesting you mentioned Tiffany because someone like Tiffany is somebody who um, I think is is a really interesting way. She has her entire life to really, really hone her skills. My yeah. wife started her first job is in was as a florist at eighteen. She was managing a shop by the time she was twenty one, and the owner of the shop actually sent her to school for floristry. So um, I'm kind of behind the game when it comes to that. And, yeah, uh, I still love it. Yeah, but but now I think you're twenty four seven in in the floral industry. That makes up uh, a lot on, on that as well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of crazy when you have contracts around the world. So uh, we were speaking to somebody from Israel yesterday. So you have to get up at four a.m. so that it's eleven a.m. for them. Or if you're dealing with people in Japan, I'm up at midnight so I can work with them at noon. So yeah, twenty four seven is actually very accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me, I'm just going to shut this curtain. I just realized I have a light down the center of my face. Yeah, no problem. We see. I see that uh, Willie Ormolini is in as well from Flowers and Scents. Hey, Will. And uh, we'll, <sighs> Tiffany says, uh, yes, I do, uh, about uh, you uh, as the American dad. Uh, I forgot about uh, the, sun, the sun changing right in the sky right about this. Okay, but that, luckily oh, you have there, the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yolanda's asking, where's Betty? <laughs> Betty is actually sleeping on the sofa right to the side of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually your dog, right? Yeah, Betty Pancake, 12 years old, yeah. a little pug. Yeah, I, I found a picture uh, <laughs> of Betty. <laughs> <laughs> that was this year, yeah. <laughs> Halloween Day of the Dead, yes. <laughs> so even at home you can't uh yeah uh, stop working with flowers because he has a no, wonderful I will tell flower you, that is chris i do not dress betty okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is chris 100 okay <laughs> so that's chris to blame uh yeah you're saying chris has already worked in the floral industry the, her, her whole life you were working part-time until you were 30 uh a special story as well because you met in the yeah with flowers but you married between the flowers and the plants as well yeah we actually got married at the philadelphia flower show um you know they 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 kind of shocked me we were we've been exhibitors at the show for well this will be our 15th year so it's been pretty amazing but a few years into it they found out that we were engaged we hadn't told anybody one of our one of our group must have told them and they brought me in for this emergency meeting. We had to be there, had to go to this emergency meeting. 
And I go into this meeting and Chris actually was in Holland at the time on a buying trip. And I call her later in the day and I said, the, she's like, what was the emergency meeting? I'm like, well, they wanted us to get married at the flower show. <laughs> and, and she's like, no, no way. I'm not doing it. Chris went, we were going to get married with just her brother and sister-in-law barefoot on the beach in California where she grew up. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we have um, 10,000 guests at our wedding under a million-dollar floral waterfall that the Philadelphia Flower Show produced, and on TV with, on, on, in front of 1.2 million people. As a matter of fact, here in the U.S., the, uh, there's a show called The Cake Boss, yeah. uh, very, very popular, and uh, they actually did our cake. So we, we just looked. It was about six months ago. We were looking online in China. Apparently, the show is still running in China, and it's had 64.5 million views. So, wow. So Chris has actually been recognized in China. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that escalated uh, quickly. <laughs> yeah, from barefoot on the well. The thing was, Chris, we we said to them, no, 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 no. So Chris said, well, we have to ask for the world. And that year, the the theme of the show was Hawaii and tropical flowers. So Chris said, well, let's ask for everything that we know they can't give us. So that way we have a good excuse not to do it and she said we want two first class round trip tickets to hawaii we want to stay in like the the jw um marriott's the really high-end marriott's on two different islands we want a car we went two weeks and so i gave them all of these things they came back to us literally we, we hadn't heard from them in three weeks they came back to us 30 days prior to our wedding 30 days and said yes to everything Wow. <laughs> and so now what do you do when you put a contract out in front of somebody and then they say yes? So Chris uh, was interviewed online and we were we were talking to the, the TV reporter and she said, how can you put a wedding of this scale on in 30 days? And it was like, it's what we do. Yeah, it's our business. <laughs> it, it really is. That's the kind of stuff we do. We're, we're very, very fortunate to to work for a lot of event planners who book weddings and bring us in to help them out. Yeah. Some of our friends near you have come to help everybody from uh mike berma and um uh jonas de vestel they've come yeah. to the us to help us on a couple of jobs so it's been really awesome yeah i've got some beautiful pictures there as well uh from them oh yeah actually uh, mike yeah. and jonas were on this job with us yeah it's unbelievable it's wow they um, those are five meter tall columns yeah and the flowers on top are another meter and a half so that 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 level of column. Now, I, I love this one because, you know, for many, many years, uh, I've been a, a Daniel Ost fan, and I had an opportunity because the girl is actually also a Daniel Ost fan, and she wanted us to do create something that had that feel of, she pointed this very specific decoration out, so yeah. um, it was really awesome to be able to to recreate it in, in our version. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that, what you're seeing above, that floral above, that is... Um, about 36 meters long <laughs> Unbelievable. And, about, and about a meter and a half wide yeah a floral and and how long and how long and with how many people did you make this, this? job was um nine floral designers with six full-time assistants and three drivers moving the the product back and forth and back and forth most of it we were able to do off-site um, except for the fall runner on the ceiling and the six columns, we those we had to do on site. We, there was, yeah. I mean, each one, I, I apologize, I don't know um, kilogram and pounds, but in pounds, 
it weighed each one weighed about 750 pounds so that's uh 375 kilos or 400 okay. kilos yeah so that's wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you pulled off uh quite some uh some more of those uh, this was, those were actually the smallest pieces of the event i don't i didn't i forgot to send the pictures we have some outdoor pieces we have a tree with um 2000 phalaenopsis orchids in it 2000 2000 uh, a tree that was created by a local sculptor uh an artist in san antonio texas wow that's that's uh <laughs> that's a wedding <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy we were literally running out the back door as the entire bridal party was pulling up to the front gate yeah that's <laughs> Wow, unbelievable. I've got one more picture there as well. Uh, it, it looks beautiful. I mean, to pull this off and it's always, I mean, you can, you, of course you can prepare a lot, but it's, it's fresh product. So you have to be to the last minute. Well, I can tell you a little bit more about this because I just saw somebody pop online, uh, Fernando Ortega. Yeah. Fern is the flower buyer and lead sales director at Jet Fresh Flowers in Miami. Fern pulled our, you know what, out of the fire because we were in Japan at the time finding out that's when all of the, uh, the hardships were going on in the Colombian Venezuelan border and none of our flowers were going to get out. I called Fern from Japan. I talked to him probably 20 times and everything showed up. I mean, we had like, I, when everything was said and done, we had about 30,000 stems on that job. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, this is, yeah, uh, if you stand out as, a, as somebody who delivers you flowers, that's, that's the part where you stand out. It, it you know, it, it really does, because no matter what we do and no matter how good we can do it, it if it isn't for the growers and the, the, the supply chain and the distributors and, and then all the help that you have to do it, I mean, it doesn't matter what you have in your mind. If you can't make it happen, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we're talking about a few bunches. Uh, if you only talk no. about 2,000 uh, phalaenopsis for one tree, then... <laughs> yeah, it's... Wow. Uh, the, the tree was six meters tall, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and about five meters wide. Uh, I've seen some other uh, really nice decorations as well. In the Anthony Hotel, I think this was. That was... Um... That job was 30,000 tulips, and that, that's the head table that the bridal party sat underneath, and there was about a 1,000 tulips hanging upside down. And, of course, because they were out of water, they had to be done by a team of, there was 15 of us doing it two hours before the wedding yeah. because we didn't want them to turn up. And then we had to also pay attention to the lights. So um, we didn't want all the tulips to grow toward the light over the yeah. course of the night. So we literally had to make sure every light was shut off. We had to we had to go around to the emergency lights, had to have a um, fire crew on staff and pay them to be there because we had to cover the emergency lights so because they would have grown toward, they would have all 30,000 yeah. tools all going toward one light. So yeah, there's, a, you know, the thing about it is it's also about logistics. You have to understand, you really, you need to be somebody who knows flowers. You need to know how they yeah. work how they exist, their life expectancy. You, you need to know if they're phototropic. You, it's it's important. And, and I think, you know, especially when you think of um, 
when you think of people saying, oh, you work in a flower shop. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're in a flower Hey, listen, I worked in a flower shop for years, and I, I would trade these jobs in for uh, Valentine's Day any day of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, you already told it, but I was about to ask. I mean, with the tulips, they grow just towards the light. So that's, yeah. To, yeah. We literally, in order to make it happen, we we had to shut off all the lights in the entire uh, building yeah. and we installed lights going up into the center of the building at the same height of the tulips going both so that when we turned them on they went in both directions so that in the morning all the tulips were facing straight in none of them were down none of them were up they were straight in so by the yeah. so with a couple of hours later when the all the guests showed up they were still um in that position so when they looked in they were it was like they were all at attention it was perfect you know it, you know it's it's a great it's a great visual you know and in today's world especially when you're in when you're dealing with weddings uh, on this scale you have to realize that these people are about the photography yeah their their weddings are being put in magazines on television so you have to you really have to take that into account you have to look at it from every angle. I mean, I literally walk around with a scope as if it was, I was a camera, yeah. making sure that okay. I don't see a hole anywhere. I don't see any, if I'm using foam, I don't see any floral foam. I don't see any mechanics, you know, because you have to look underneath and you have to go on top and there's a lot that goes into it. And no matter how good the job is, there's always corrections at the end, right before they're walking in the door to make sure that it's you know, picture perfect for these people. Yeah, I mean, it's a living product, so it's it grows or it grows away. You don't want it to grow, so yeah, it's always the last minute. And uh, like you said, it's very important as a florist to know the products as well. If you know that tulips are going to grow towards the light, you have to fix it because otherwise, it looks <laughs> doesn't look the way you want it. Let's put it that way. So that's uh, we got a. Oh, uh, a compliment about your hair as well. <laughs> of course, Willie. Really. Really out there, right? <laughs> but uh, Willie, I'm also jealous. So, the... <laughs> but Willie, we both have the head, so that uh, that makes up for it uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, Melissa, saying we had Melissa last week in the uh, in the show, the best. I will call him for my wedding. In the future, of course. <laughs> well, I love. Are, are we going to do it in South America? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's um, yeah, and I found another. Uh, or you, you sent some pictures, and yeah, I really love this one as well. I don't know if you can see it, and I think I've got two separate pictures there. Let me find the other one as well. That was another one. That was a team of um, like ten floral designers. They are. Um... There is, I think, about 2,500 Mokar um, hanging just from that head table. Yeah. And going around the head table, the picture doesn't do it justice because it's not up close. But our um, and our and our some of our some of our Dutch Gloriosa friends will appreciate this. There is um, 600 Gloriosa heads um, <laughs> going around the top of that. So yeah. um, I think. Uh, I think Crown would like to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, this fantastic. It's a fantastic product as well. And I think a lot of floral designers uh, love to work with it, although I don't see it uh, enough, in my opinion, in, in, flor in flower shops. It was, my, it was my mother's absolute favorite flower. 
and um, she passed away um, eight years ago. But okay. before she before she died and throughout most of her life, she told me that for her funeral, she wanted me to do the flowers, and it had to be nothing but gloriosa orchids, nothing okay. but gloriosa. And she told me that if it wasn't, she would haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> So at the time, I had really, really wonderful relationships with um, the Japan Floral Group. Yeah. And they and they, they found out what I, I called up to place the order through our wholesaler here in the States, Delaware Valley. They found out that it was for me and that it was for my mother. And I had ordered 100, you know, the really beautiful one meter yeah. long stems. Yeah. And they sent me like 300. So I think my mother wow. can rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that, That's for sure. I think you have some people who want to help you <laughs> for uh, Melissa's wedding. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Jody Duncan just joined. Jody actually helped me on the wedding we have on the screen right now. Okay. That was an interesting wedding. I mean, you know, it's amazing what you can do when you have money. That was a museum of art. And one of the donors to the museum wanted his granddaughter to be married in there. They literally held up a national tour of this um, aquatic whale exhibit that was touring around the United States. Yeah. And they held it up for a week so we could get in there and do that job because that took us on site five days. I will tell you, um, you the, the, because it, that was in Texas, that ceiling was about, I'm trying to remember what, what, what it would be centigrade. I think it would be Celsius. It would be uh, about 45 Celsius. Wow. <laughs> so all those flowers up in the ceiling are are permanent botanicals. Yeah, you cannot do a job like this and put things up in the air and have them even last for one day. Yeah. So, but everything down, everything on the tables, everything else is fresh. But our team came in almost a full week early to do that. There's you can't see it from here, but there's four of those structures up in the air. Yeah, you can see a little bit on the on the left hand picture, but yeah, it, it, it's also important to see the venue before you start doing a product yeah. like this because uh, yeah, knowing that that the ceiling is that warm. <laughs> Most of the event companies that we have the opportunity to work with are are heavy heavy into logistics. Um, we all go in early. We CAD the entire place out. We lay it all out. Um, it's all organized. We have we we do little X marks on the ground. We know where everything is going. And yeah. you take a you take a you take a laser pin and you shoot it straight up, and you, then you mark it on the ground. Every, it, it, there, it's a science. It's you know, no matter how beautiful it is, it's a science. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the expectations are getting bigger and bigger as well. I think if if people see the the pictures or the things you are making, then the, the expectations go up as well. Yeah, they do. They really do. And you know what it is? It's um, I don't know what the most common name in Holland would be, but here it's the growing up. They used to say that you you had to outdo the Smiths and the Joneses because yeah. you had to be, you know, you were at the Joneses wedding and you had to now do one better. So very often this it comes down to one sister has to be better than the next sister or one yeah. best friend has to be better than the next best friend. And, you know, I'll just be honest with you. I I would personally never spend that much money on flowers, but these people have the money, and if they're going to spend it, I love the opportunity of bringing in great designers and giving work to people. I, I think it's amazing. So I, I don't think it's abusive in any way whatsoever. Growers get to – I mean, that job had about 25,000 orchids in it. 
I mean, that you know, it's so you put that's a that's what a great thing that is for orchid growers who, who yeah. the farms that we get to use. So to me, you know, I I look at none of that as being overly done or over. You can call it over the top if you want, but you know, you have to realize that at different levels, this is what these people expect. And yep. they expect you to be beyond professional. You, we walk in there, we're all wearing black. Our hair is, I don't wear my hair down. It's, my hair is back. You, nothing is sloppy. There's no, you know, you don't eat on site. You don't smoke on site. You you leave the facility for everything. And you, you just, it, you have to be as respectful to them as as, as the respect you want. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's a Guild D34 in the background, 1978, <laughs> Willie. 1978, I bought that brand new. Willie <laughs> <laughs> has a good eye there. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and all... Just for Willie, it's an ebony fretboard with a, with a uh, maple front and an oak back. Just so he he's he's happy with that. There you yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> Willie actually, uh, I was in the interview uh, with Willie uh, this week or last week, and uh, <laughs> he he wrote a song especially for Flower Circus. So I was really honored uh, that uh, Willie uh, did that. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, then I feel bad I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, but with, with the weddings and and I mean the, the uh, Instagram and uh, what's the, the the Pinterest and all those things, uh, did it influence the way uh, you work or, or the way you look at things? You know, in a way, it really doesn't. Um, I enjoy it and I love it, and from an artistic standpoint, it influences my private personal work. Or things that I do for my friends or family. I, since I don't have a shop anymore, I don't really send things out. Um, things I get to do for, you know, photo shoots for people. It, it can influence me a lot in that way. But um, I'm a very architectural designer to begin with. Yeah. So a lot of today's very wispy, heavy, heavy textural stylings is not. Yeah, I can do it, but it's not what it most attracts me. Like, I'll watch some of my friends in the Floral Fundamentals who create some of the most amazing designs, and Chris is ooing and eyeing over the nesting concept of it and, yeah. and all the textures, and I'm thinking to myself, how do they make that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, see what it looks like underneath all the, all the, all the floral and, and decor. Yeah. So to me, that's where I, my mind always goes. I think it's why I love doing these large scale events is why I like doing installations at like the Japan flower Sh garden show, Philadelphia flower show, because I get to create, I mean, the one we did last year was 2000 square feet. Uh, what, what would that be about 785 square meter? Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not really something sure like on that. that. Yeah. Something like that. Seven, like 780 square meters. And that's just, and we, that's one design. That's not 50 designs. That's one design wow. concept. Yeah. Um, and we bring in like 30 people for that. So I think that's where it goes for me. I mean, Pinterest and all, I think it's beautiful. And, and I understand it's, it's um, necessities in society. And I think it's actually elevated what a lot of people look for. Yeah. I remember when Facebook was first starting, how friends 
we would call each other. We would text each other like, oh, my God, did you see what this person posted? This is horrible. Why are they putting this online? Why is every one of their people saying, oh, that's gorgeous. You're the best floral designer in the world. I've never seen anything so beautiful. And yet, you know, for a fact, it's probably one of the worst things you've ever seen. Yeah. Yet, but that was 10 years ago. And now we're seeing changes. We're seeing, you know, you're looking, you're looking at influencers online, everybody from um, Karen Tran, Holly Chappelle, Ariella Shazar, you know, Jeff Latham with 200,000 followers, with 400,000 followers, Farm Girl Flowers with one and a half million followers. We're seeing this elevation of floral design. Yeah. And now, as an American, I have looked to Europe for many, many years. For, for inspiration, but now we're starting to see it come back into the U.S. We're starting to see designers here, especially the younger generation, the, 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 the men and women in their 20s, and really, really experimenting and really not having to look around them, around the world, because they see it in front of them. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, um, nothing is original. Um, Peter Allen had a song, Everything Old is New Again. You know, you're so influenced by everything going on around you that, you're yeah. not really copying. It's just, it's just this uh, culmination of everything that you've been looking at and seeing and and enjoying. And it's, it's also, I think it's a great educator of what not to do. Yep, as well. Yeah, I, I, I in some ways I think that's even more important because it says to you, I don't really like that style. I don't even want to try that style. I don't think that's done right. And your mind is saying, don't do this. Don't do that. And, and I think it actually allows you to choose as to what should be done. I think that's a really, really positive influence. And, and, and granted, you're still going to have the flower shops who put out <sighs> whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I think more and more we're seeing that slowly, slowly go away. Yeah. I see that, that, that sometimes it's it's more difficult to be uh, really coming up with something new, like you said. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been done before uh, as well. But if you can give it your own signature, and you obviously obviously have an own signature, that makes it great. I mean, but but everybody is, and and, and everybody wants to have something special. Everybody, every wedding, even if it's a hundred dollar budget, they want to have something special. You know, I I treat my brides who I have the opportunity to work with through these event planners now, I treat them the same way I did for the $200 brides I had when I had my flower shop because it's their day. Yeah. You know, it's not their fault that they don't have a million dollars to spend. <laughs> you know, it, it really isn't. I mean, it's their day and it's supposed to be special. And I think if you, you are an empath an empathetic human being, then you have to treat everybody equally and yeah you know yeah I, i'm really fortunate that i get to do these jobs i'm really amazingly fortunate that i get to bring in so many of my friends to experience it with me people who i trust and and love and to me that's that's great and i couldn't do that when i had my flower shop so to me that's the real difference yeah you know the real difference is i get to share this and that's and that's what is important to me yeah I see uh, you also made some really nice uh, and different uh, wedding bouquets. Uh. That was my first introduction into the European market. Um, Alison Bradley um, yeah. said, asked me to do her wedding issue. And that was like from eight or nine years ago, I think. So that's for the Fusion Flower uh, magazine, right? Yeah, for Fusion Flowers. Yeah. 
for their uh year the, that was their one of their weird yearly wedding wedding shots. Yeah. That was all made out of cable ties, zip ties. Yeah, I can see it. I was <laughs> I was about to ask. It looks like the cable ties, but it, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's the creativity. I think that that you just get something and and yeah, start working with it. That's what what we see with flower circus with the designers as well. Just give them something, and they will make something out of it. Yeah, I I love that. You know, um, Chris and I had the opportunity to do a far off fundamental shoot of. Two years ago, and I think my favorite thing about it was this: um, they they asked us to make commercially realistic floral designs that can actually be sold in a shop, and you walked in blind. Yeah. And there's all these flowers and all of these supplies, and you've got a day and a half, and you've got to create like 15, 20 designs, and you just go for it. And um, it's a great experience, and you're looking at all these people around you doing it, but. Um, art and commercialism i think really come together and i think yeah especially and what like you had mentioned earlier about uh, that was actually one of the shoots for Flora yeah. Flora. when you talk about um art and commercialism and and you understand what the grower is doing and you understand who the growers are and you understand who if if you're not dealing directly with the grower and you're dealing with your wholesaler who the wholesalers are and, and what their experience is and what they have to put into their education and how it all comes together and when you give it to somebody i mean obviously the public wants it for as cheap as they can get it and sometimes there's there's just no way around that frustration of you know how much something costs and i think it's because the floral industry has made especially here in the united states it's you could be a bank teller one day and own a flower shop the next day yeah. So there's not this educational aspect behind it. We're seeing more and more of it happen where people are becoming educated, especially through online programs, shows like yours where you get to hear um, how other people believe in the industry or what they're doing, various podcasts that are out there. So we're seeing a change in it. But I think for so long, and I, as I said, I can't speak for other countries, but in here, I there was never this level of professionalism that, you know, they didn't understand why, you know, there was a thing that the Society of American Florists did a few years ago where, you know, by the time the consumer gets their flowers and if they reach in and touch that flower, it has already gone through 100 hands. Yeah. 100 hands. So how can you complain if something costs a few euro? You know, yeah. how, how? You know, I mean, the love and care. And not only that, they also don't realize that for every one that gets to you, one of them didn't make it from the farm or died somewhere in between. So it's almost like doubling the yeah. value to get it I, to you. It really is. And it's about all the, the storytelling as well. Where does it come from? How many years did it grow? I mean, talking about a uh, phalaenopsis, the, 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 the flower as cut flower, it took, it takes a year. Oh yeah. I mean, We're starting to get some flowers here. Um, I, I, I love seeing it. I, and I know farms around the world do it. But uh, some of the growers that we're starting to see here uh, coming out of South America says um, inspected by Rosario, <laughs> yeah. inspected by Mariana. And, yeah. and to me, that's like, wow, this person, because they're putting their, their name on it. Because if yeah. something's wrong, they know who, you know where it went wrong. 
I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Some of the growers I also uh, noticed, you open a box and it's like opening a, a present because oh, it's yeah. packed so well. And it's, you know, like you said, packed by Rosario or packed by, uh, by somebody. And also um, uh, there is something uh, or the, the uh, how is it called, the Arrive Alive or the, the no, the, yeah. Yeah, the packets around it. So they really take care of the flowers, even not only on their farm, but also for transport. And, and I think the growers have done an amazing job from transportation standpoints. I mean, I remember growing up, if you ordered a, a quarter box of stock or a quarter box of snapdragons, you'd always have at least a full bunch worth of flowers with the heads chattered. Now, yeah. the way they're packaging it and strapping it in and making sure it's real, you, the, the ends never touch the box. I mean, yeah. there's always air. And I, so I, I think the industry itself has learned because, you know, the industry, it costs too much to have yeah. a mistake like that. You know, you're constantly replacing and getting getting chargebacks. So it, it, I think it's a great way to uh, that the industry has grown from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's both growers, also the breeders. They have been also looking at that part while normally they just thought, okay, we have a new color, let's introduce it. Now they are going more like, okay, uh, what difficulties do we see during transport or uh, the phase, phase life, of course, is very important. So I'm, I'm, very, well, I'm very happy to announce that literally just yesterday we were given the official nod. And I think what you said is really, really good because this is the first time Chris and I have had the opportunity. We're actually... Um, now working with Danziger out of Israel. Yeah. Okay. Because they believe that they need from their end as breeders to really reach out to the farms, to the wholesalers, to the flower shops, and really get the branding of products out into the world. So um, we just started working with them yesterday. It's going to be a, a long um, fight to get that education out there. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really glad that the breeders are looking into it from their end, too. Yeah, yeah, that they have to. I mean, it, the whole industry needs to get to get forward, and it's such a long chain as well. If you talk from from breeder, grower, uh, export company in Holland, we still have the auction. I mean, and and so much information gets lost along the way. One of one of our dear friends uh, works for Duman, and when you hear the stories of what it takes. You think we have stories boy they have stories yeah. <laughs> it's like wow this is really amazing yeah yeah it really is i mean uh we had uh the the, the chairman of the, the tulip promotion holland and he was telling okay it takes 25 years to breed a, a new variety of tulips i mean that's a whole generation it's, yeah, yeah I, I can see that because i mean most of the flowers that i started out with when i started in the industry are still <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's still happening. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally true. Uh, Bill, when we mention your name, we also mention, of course, the, the Philadelphia Flower Show, because I don't know, I think you have one or two rooms in your house with all the trophies and, <laughs> and everything. You know, we, we actually bought a new house a year and a half ago, and when we moved, we brought none of the trophies and awards with us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it was just like, what do we do with these? <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I will tell you that it's a great honor, but the honor goes to the team. And Chris and I come up with the plans. We come up with the ideas. We um, we sketch it all out. We order the flowers. We, we build in very specific parameters. But you don't bring in designers like Stefan von Berlo or 
Sarah Lisa Livingston or Ati Lira or Morgan Nuth. And I'm sorry for all the people I'm missing who I know might be looking in on this. But you don't bring those people in and say, do this. Yeah. You say, here's what we're looking for. Yeah. Here's the idea. And yeah, we, we ask them, if you're going to do something that takes it takes a completely different turn, please check with us first, because we need to make sure that it fits into the scheme. But, you know, in all the years of doing it, no one has ever done anything that we didn't love. And by bringing all of these people in, everything we do is better than it started off. It, yeah. Every single time. Without fail, it has never been, um, never made it worse. You know, we've done it for 15 years at Schaefer Designs with seven gold medals. I mean, seven best in shows and 14 gold medals. Wow. So... I think we've done okay, and yeah. <laughs> we we attribute that really to our team. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, this is the very first one. This was called Polar Fantasy. They asked us to do flowers from any country in the world, whether real or fantastical, and we imagined um, flowers growing in the Arctic. Wow. And yeah. what would that be like? You can't really see it here, but that piece in the back is actually... I'm switching it in my head about nine and a half meters high. Wow. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of scale. Yeah. You know? And in that, there are dendrobiums like stalactites and stalagmites. And yeah. inside that piece, when you were looking into it, there's probably, a, if I remember right, Jody might want to chime in because I think she helped work on this. There is um, about 5,000 dendrobium orchids. And then over on the left, you see the uh, what you see in this picture too. On the right are the cow lilies. And Jody yeah. and my wife literally spent two entire days melting and slowly pouring pouring um, hand wax, candle wax. Yeah. Um, almost 100 pounds of candle wax over that entire area, drip by drip, so that it had this wonderful feeling. So yeah, we take into account a lot more than just floral design. But you know, how will the audience perceive it? How yeah. will it hold up? Uh, because this is right within the grasp of the audience. I mean, they can touch everything. So you're constantly doing maintenance every single yeah. day. Um, you you are in there at night. So when the show ends at 9 o'clock at night, we're in there. Not, not everybody is, but we, we believe in making it day one fresh for every person who comes in. So every single night, we're in there from like 9 o'clock, 9.30, till about 1, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Um, that I can tell you that Jody and my wife never had softer hands ever than pouring 100 <laughs> pounds of wax for two days. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Maybe they still have. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For so much wax. I mean, it, it it looks fantastic, and it's, but it's also nice. I I mean, we're at a lot of exhibitions as as well, and while well, you see other stands saying, "Okay, you can't touch the flowers," I'm like, "Okay." touch them and, and feel them, smell them, because that's what flowers is all about. I mean, we don't want people walking into the exhibit, but, you know, if you're going to put something close to the close to the audience, then you can't be mad if they touch it. Yeah. You just, there's 250,000 people that average going to that show every year. 250,000. As a matter of fact, in the United States, when that show ended, the very next day, this past year is when COVID lockdown started. So this was the very last show of any kind, not just flower, but auto show, flower show, you you name it. It was the last show of its kind to happen in America. 
And wow. very, very proud to say that our team of 30 designers from around the world uh, not only won gold, but also won best in show. Not not on that exhibit there, but... Yeah. But, it was uh, the side-by-side uh, -side, uh, one, uh, was it, last it year? It was the one with all the, the houses going up into the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was... That that pick yeah that was oh that you got that yeah the online yeah. shot that's cool that's cool that you got that that is actually um, ten and a half meters high um, and that that is the piece that's like I said two thousand square feet so it's like seven hundred and sixty seven hundred and eighty square meters oh and it's and it's all with orchids as well right that is with everything we had farms. Um, we're very where social media plays a role for us is we advertise and give back to a ton of people um everything so we had the hawaiian tropical floral council um donate to us we had oh my gosh we had um so many growers from the floral fundamentals group yeah um send flowers over to us it, it was just uh, it was um it brought tears to our eyes honestly when, when you're opening these boxes and you know what they went to, like Woolen Crown Jewels, sending over um, uh, Gloriosa to us, or or Jet Fresh Flowers calling us up, saying, "Hey, you didn't order any flowers from us yet. What do you need for the flower show?" And you tell them, and then the next thing you know, it shows up at your door without a charge on it. Yeah. And so, you know, the we can't do this on our own. And um, and just to be quite honest with you, and I don't usually throw numbers out there, but since this is the floral audience looking at it. The flower show gives us a really nice stipend and we spend every penny of it and we spend way above that. And if we, we figured it out last year that if we, all of these designers that come in, we don't pay for their airfare. We don't pay yeah. for their rooms or their food. They take care of everything on their own. They just want to be a part of it. And last year we figured that if we had to pay for this, we, if we actually had to pay for it, um, the generosity of our partners and friends and artists who come in to help us, if we had to pay them, it would have been about 165,000 U.S. Wow. So that would be about 145,000 euro, 147,000 euro. Yeah, yeah, more or less. And um, last year, it was fantastic. At the end of the entire show, we had $8 U.S. left in our pockets. <laughs> After I did all of the accounting and everything else, I figured it out. We had $8. <laughs> and we walked, Chris and I walked up to a bar by our house. We each got a drink. And that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, you, you, the opportunity I that Chris and I have come to understand. We we actually wrote a book about the show called "Taking the Flower Show Home," and in the foreword of the book, we wrote, "This is an opportunity that cannot be wasted." Yeah. Every year, we don't we think to ourselves, "Oh my God, I don't want to do this again. I I, I don't want to," because it takes up about a month of our year, and we don't get paid. It's so about four weeks of a year, we cannot count on an income because it's this. And, and it really is. We, we can't strategize and have and do something else. And so we think to ourselves, why do we want to lose this money? Why? And, and you know what? The greatest and dearest friends I have in the entire world I've met through Floral. A lot of them I've met through this show. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I've, I've already brought her name up a couple of times, but like Jody Duncan. Um a dear friend who I met through AIFD uh, is now one of our dearest, dearest friends who uh, has come to many shows with us. Um, as you can, as as you talked, you know from Tiffany, 
the yeah. same thing. I mean, having her at the show and, and watching her talent and her energy, I was quite jealous of the energy <laughs> <laughs> that she has. But I mean, you know, people like that, it's, it's really amazing to put it together. And I think if we don't do the show, I almost feel selfish that we're giving up the opportunity for all of these other people to be a part of it, to share friendship and to realize that what we do isn't worthless. Yeah. Even when you got a customer who's saying, well, what do you mean 50 euro? I'll give you 40. No. You know, when all that frustration is there, you get to come together as a group and realize that it's you're just people and you just you're just doing what you love and you're having fun and you're laughing and it really and yeah it's hard work it is yeah it's hard work i mean you 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 know you you've been in this industry a long time you you you've done it you've seen it it's hard work and um thank you tiffany loved every minute of it and that's what we hear all the time you know we're in the middle of covid and i put it out there privately like i don't know what's going to happen we can't guarantee anything but uh, I'm not looking for new people this year because I don't. With COVID, I don't want to take a chance on people we don't know yet. Yeah. But I've offered all of these designers, especially like our fundamentals friends who have been here for the past couple of years, and you know what? Almost all of them have said yes. I want to come back. So it's great. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of COVID. I mean, hopefully we'll all have our vaccines and our shots and our our um, global passports and say yes. I've been, <laughs> I'm 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 safe. But yeah. If the flower show comes through, we're going to do it. We're going to bring people in. We're going to have fun. And we're going to work hard. And we're going to drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of champagne this year. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't share, so everybody has to have their own bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and finish it. <laughs> yes. No wasting. Yeah. And Bradley would have our heads if she knew we wasted a bottle of champagne. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jody is saying, Bill's talent, smarts, creativity all rolled into one. The skill set he has is uncommon to exist in one person. Uh, I mean, totally agree. Jody, I'll send you that money later. <laughs> <laughs> and a bottle of champagne. <laughs> her and her husband have traveled with us throughout the United States. They've traveled with us to Hawaii. They've and, um They've come to the come to the Philadelphia Flower Show with us, and even attended our wedding that crazy year. So yeah. um, she is also an amazingly talented individual. Yeah. So for 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 this year, actually, I wanted to say next year, but for this year, twenty twenty one, it is planned in June, right? Yeah, it's usually the first full week of March, but um, it's moved until June because they wanted to do it outdoors. And yeah, they know there's going to be rain dates and they know that, you know, in June in this part of the country, it rains at least 20% of the year, Yeah, 20% of the month. So it's going to happen, but you know, it's going to be interesting to be designing in the rain, but we're going yeah. to be setting up, we're setting up tents. I'm bring, we're going to, Chris and I are going to bring in like four of those, um, four meter or those three meter, uh, tents. So we yeah. can work under them and then do the installation. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting. Most of the time during the installation, it's it's pouring. <laughs> and during the show itself, <laughs> there's sunshine. I mean, at least that's my experience. <laughs> yes, I think you're probably right. <laughs> but the thing about it is, because of the cost and the size and scale of the show all in one location, 
It's the largest show of its kind in a single indoor location. Obviously, outdoors is going to be different. RHS, you know, takes the cake with the size and scale of outdoors. Yeah. And, of course, Singapore now with their indoor-outdoor concept. But this is going to be different. And because of it, and it's and it's a, it's a challenge, there will not, except for in the horticultural divisions, um, there will not be tents. So we are literally, it's up to what's happening in the heavens to yeah. tell us how our day is going to be. Yeah, and it, it probably also will limit you with with the choice of flowers. It will. Um, I, I actually looked at the uh, the old farmers farmers almanac and realized that in the past four years during our setup and the show, we have averaged um, in the nineties. So that would be what about thirty four, thirty five for you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every day. <laughs> so they're they they've encouraged a lot of the the floral division to they're allowing them to use plants yeah the judging will be quite different there won't be the type of judging there has been in the past there won't be the best in show and the gold there will be awards given for maintenance and there will be awards given for creativity but not really for you know they've asked us to think about dried flowers and yeah um and but Chris and I, and I, I don't want to have, have our world out there looking on this. We've actually figured out a way where we're going to be 100% fresh cut flowers. Wow. Yeah. And we don't care what the temperature is. We've um, just like a little clue, think tropical. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, how, I mean, orchids thrive in water and humidity. So, yeah, that's for sure. So it's it's yeah it's it's unbelievable and unbelievable how you come up with with different themes or you work with different themes as well. Uh, I want just want to quickly show some of the things the the, the white petals here. You know this is this is a uh, Dutch. This was the the year for Holland and we chose the white bike plan from the early sixties. Yeah, and so there was um, over two hundred bicycles that we collected and had them all painted white and they were hanging this was crazy because i keep telling you 10 meters these on that long picture you're seeing the very top bicycle tire you're seeing is 14 meters high wow yes unbelievable <laughs> yeah. yeah and we did the and of course of course because it was holland we gave the homage to the orange yeah along with the white bike plan and yeah so it was um this is very structural, a very architectural design concept. It wasn't um, a lot of weaving. Uh, so a lot of the floral design here wasn't like um, artistically moving wildly throughout the exhibit. It was actually more contained. And, and that in itself is a challenge to contain yeah. something and to weave it really tight to make sure that it stays um, it stays in its, its category. You know, every single year uh, when the show is ended, uh, we bring, we gather our people, we, we do a champagne toast, and we tell them, we tell them all the time, do not expect to win. Um, we did not come here to win. We did not, we came here to be friends, and we came here to laugh and have fun. We tell them at the beginning, then we tell them again at the end. Yeah. And very often, we're very, very fortunate to be awarded the things that we are awarded. But we also know that we are stepping out of the bounds of the norm of the United States market. I'm yeah. not saying the world market. I'm talking about judges in the United States. They're not looking at these things the way we are with our eye. And we're very influenced. I mean, when you're bringing in European and Asian designers, along with South yeah. American and U.S. designers, you come up with a different concept. You know, you 
I mean, I think Chris and I have, have greatly evolved over the years. Um, you'll see a lot of our early stuff was very wild and big, but it wasn't as as structured and contained. And more and more, we're doing things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's unbelievable, and I still have so many pictures actually to show. We also uh, did something with uh, the photographer Ansel Adams. Yeah, um, Ansel Adams is. It was. It's funny when Chris and I met. One of the very first. She grew up in. She grew up near um, so many of these amazing areas in California, and a lot of these, um, a lot of these images are um, based on our visual. So yeah. we decided we wanted to do Ansel Adams in his purity, and Ansel Adams being the most famous naturalist photographer in the United States in U.S. history, um, it, he filmed in black and white. So you have all this glory of God, if you want to think of it in that way, and all these beautiful yeah. colors, but he filmed in black and white to to kept, capture some amazing images. So other than the green, which we allowed to be part of um, nature, and we just allowed yeah. the green to be normal, we didn't want to sit there and paint every petal or every leaf. The entire exhibit is black, white, and gray. Wow, uh, that, that makes it stand out. It was, it was at each, each individual design represents a different park. Yeah, wow. That he took, that he had pictures of. Yeah. Like the one, the one you see on the right, with people don't know. Yeah. Um, the largest collection of aspen trees in the world is on the back side of the Grand Canyon. So instead of us doing the Grand Canyon as a um, as this big cavernous area, we decided to take the part that most people don't know about. Yeah. But on the opposite end of where all the most of the pictures get taken is the largest collection of aspen trees. So because aspens are uh, endangered species, yeah. <laughs> we didn't use aspen and we did use birch, but uh, we wanted to create this, this wonderful feel of movement going and line going through the, going through the pieces. And we had about seven designers working on that one piece. Um, so, it, 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 and they all were, you know, it's the funny thing. You, you never hear anybody arguing. And this, there's never yeah. really a leader. Like there always seems to be somebody who's kind of in charge, kind of. Yeah. But when you're working that well together and you set your ego aside and you and you just say to yourself, we have a common goal. And that's what that's what uh, that's what happens. So yeah. this that's was um, wildly photographed. Um, you know, it, it's an inter interesting thing. You talked about um, public views and you talk about Pinterest and Instagram uh, since Ansel Adams Ansel Adams was the first year we started um, collecting um, algorithms from Instagram yeah and and this is nothing about pride it's just about understanding what the consumer is looking at what the attendees are looking at we have been about 50% higher in views on our exhibit than any other exhibit that posts on Instagram yeah so it, it encourages us yeah, know? and I of course I, I I'm not sure the name Martha Stewart came in uh, a big celebrity here in the states yeah. came into the exhibit and took pictures with all of our exhibits. Of course, we would have let her, but she didn't ask us. Though she did step into each exhibit and have her picture taken with it, and she featured it on her online magazine. So of course that sent our views skyrocketing, and we did not win best in show that year, but we had. A million views more than other people. Yeah. So it's 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 all about perception, 
And um, it's why I tell people, don't worry about judging. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You know, it, sometimes, you know, you've got amazing judges. Last year, we had wonderful judges. Renee Von Roms. Um, yeah. Uh, Tomas De Bruyne was one of the judges. So we had real, it was the first time in all of my 20 years at the Flower Show that we had real judges, real, okay. a real collection of people yeah. who understood, you know. Yeah, what was going on? I Jay mean, Schwanke, I don't know if you've had him on. Yeah, I had him on uh, a couple of months ago already. Yeah, he was one of the judges also. Okay, uh, that's uh, that, that's great. I mean, that's uh, and I, I recommend everybody to go to uh, shepherddesigns.com and to to look at more pictures of all the great work uh, that you did with your wife and and your whole uh, team, because uh, I mean, you can you can scroll over the website for hours. <laughs> like, like I actually did and then forgot about my work. <laughs> well, thank you so much. But, you know, no matter what I have to say, my wife and I share in all of, the, all of our dreams and trying to make things come become a reality and nothing becomes real without the team that we work with into the wholesalers who get the flowers to us, to the growers that, that make life happen and to the breeders who, who start the whole chain. So, I, you know, thank you for the acknowledgement. But when if if any of you people out there do decide to go look at that, look at our work, please think of that. Don't think of just Chris and I. Think of what it takes to really do something like this. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the great words. Uh, so what what are the yeah what are you doing now? What uh, and yeah what are the future plans? I mean, of obviously the the Philadelphia Flower Show. We've been, Chris and I are, are very, very, very fortunate. Um, both of us, Chris, much more than I do, are heavily into graphic design work. So we're actually, we've actually been quite busy this year. Um, a lot of the product development is still happening in the Asian countries yeah. in South America. So because we're able to sit at home on our computers and, and do CAD work and work on PowerPoint programs and, and, and work on, um, sketch programs, we're able to um, still keep working. So we've been really fortunate here in the Philadelphia market, though it's been beneficial for us and we hope that it grows so we can uh, start bringing on some of our friends. But a lot of flower shops, just like they have around the world, have gone out of business. Yeah. And I actually closed our flower shop 14 years ago when I realized that this part of what I do is beginning bigger and bigger. But some of my old flower uh, funeral director friends started calling me up, and we are now doing funerals all the time. And and the reason I'm doing them is that I hope that I can build it big enough so that I don't really have to do them, but I can bring in friends who I know who are out of work and give them a job. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's, that's the goal by this summer, to do something like that. That's yeah. So I, I want to keep building it. Right now we're averaging about three funerals a week. Um, if I can build it to six or seven um, with the multiple – Places, places that we're working with, I'm going to pull myself out of it and hire a couple of people so that they can make money. People I know who are yeah. struggling right now and um, could really use that. So from along with that, I mean, Chris and I work in product development um, throughout the industry in trend forecasting. I mentioned earlier about Danzinger. I, you know, we, we work for different um, uh, merchant. We do a lot of merchandising for people. And yeah, yeah. the other thing about doing graphic design is we can do merchandising concepts and not have to be at the store itself. Yeah. So we're able to do a lot of that. So uh, I can say that sitting here during COVID, um, I've been sitting in front of this computer, um, <laughs> staring at this screen for about 50 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I know that I have uh, no room already, but I'm sure that the backside of me has gotten bigger than what I, 
I haven't. I don't think I've put jeans on in six months. <laughs> uh, but I've gotten a lot of yard work done, so that's really good. Okay. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had one one interview, and uh, before the interview started, uh, he was in his swimming pants. So because no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell who it was, but. <laughs> Well, you haven't seen me from the cat from the waist down, so we're going to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> now I took a shower; otherwise, it would have been pajamas underneath this morning. So yeah. I actually am wearing pants and sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think everybody knows because a lot of people are doing the the, the same and having those uh, talks with a computer and. It's just the way how it is, and and, and hopefully it will it will end uh, soon. Uh, we just have to wait for it, and then uh, we can finally drink some champagne again. And, oh yeah, uh, Allison can start uh, hugging again. <laughs> you know, I think we all need it, and it's all quite lovely. It's been difficult for for me personally. I have um, two children and a granddaughter, and all of them have been dealing quite heavily. Uh, my my son's family have all had COVID. Um, okay, they have been okay, but. Yeah. quarantine i haven't seen my granddaughter now in a few weeks um yeah, and they, they live 15 minutes from me so that's difficult chris on the other hand has her brother and sister-in-law and their three boys have had it quite bad yeah. really bad they, they've all had yep. COVID. they live in california so the reality of what's out there doesn't escape us and yes we're having fun on this interview but you're right we're living in a very difficult time and in the end, when we come out of it, we're going to do our best to help support um, our floral friends and our floral community. Yeah. And I think the way we go about it is by just uh, sharing our experiences and yeah. just making it really good. So I, I think, you know, for all of the things and, you know, God forbid, the 400,000 lives that have been lost already here in the U.S., um, hopefully there will be some reason to be joyous and celebrate when all is done. Yeah. No, that's for sure. I mean, we're not uh, we're not done yet, but but I personally think and that that the floral uh, industry or the future of the floral industry looks bright because there's a whole new uh, renewed interest in 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 flowers and in in, in homesteading and, and having uh, plants to take care of them. So that's I think it's 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 wonderful to see. I I know I know that so many shops throughout Europe have been forced into lockdown, yet. One of the odd things, though, oh my gosh, and, and, and I'm not going to get on a political rant, but I can tell you that there has not been proper lockdowns here in the United States. But in so saying, the companies that have lockdown and the people who have stayed home have, have changed their perspective on how they're buying. Yeah. Flower buying is up big time. Yeah. Flower shops that are existing. Yeah, granted, I said some flower shops are closing, but the flower shops that are existing... They're buying more space. They're renting out more. They're trying to find. They can't get enough drivers to deliver their flowers. It's so wild. And and I know that we all have our issues with supermarket floral and and how it's going out there. But when you're looking at supermarkets, we're seeing supermarkets here in the United States where the average floral sales in a supermarket are under one percent total of the entire industry. They're climbing in many areas above one percent. Doesn't seem like a lot until you realize. When you have seven much... billion dollars in sales in the United States in fall yeah. in one year, that's that's crazy. That's huge. I mean, yeah. And then we're seeing flower shops. A friend of ours, uh, we were we were chatting with online, 
in uh, Colorado is is busier than she's ever been. Uh, a dear friend of mine, right here outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he actually just bought two more shops. He can't keep up with the industry. He and he, I asked him why. He said, "Well, I'm not going to make any money on it." He has kind of the same attitude that I do. He goes, "I'm I'm going to keep all these people working because yeah, they had a great business, and when this is all over, it's going to yeah. blow up." That's that, that's that's what I believe as well. I mean. Uh... We were, especially in Europe, we were afraid of young people not buying flowers. And COVID changed it dramatically. Yeah. It's amazing, you know, the, the, you know we, we know it. We're in the industry. We, we understand yeah. the importance of touching a flower. We know what it does for our soul. We know how good it is. But now all of a sudden, these other people are discovering it. You know, when you're in front of a screen and you're on your computer all day long, your tactile sensibilities need that awakening. They need yeah. to just want to touch something. And it's so interesting. You know, I've I've stood in supermarkets where it's much easier to see a crowd without being kind of looked at. And the supermarket we shop at actually hires experienced flower designers and pays them more than any flower shop could pay them. Yeah. Um, and I stand back and Chris and I sometimes will go shopping and we're standing back and we're looking. And you watch people, young people, just like you said, they walk over and they touch. Yeah. They're not, even if they're not buying, they're touching. It's like they needed that cleansing almost. Yeah. It's like you know? uh, little children in a candy shop. They, they want yeah, to get it. Really it. Is. <laughs> and it's really nice because, you know, I, I, somebody, and once again, I know I'm going back to the grocery store because I don't hang out in flower shops all day long. But but I'm standing in line at the grocery store, and there's a young girl in front of me. She couldn't have been more than 18 or 19. And it looked like she was shopping for her family, that she was the one who went out. She probably wanted safe. And and in the back of the cart was a bunch of um, daisies, um, just just like white Atlantis, yeah. with um, speckled, with all colors over them, like dyed with all these different, like a Picasso kind of a, like yeah. a, a Pollock kind of a painting, just splattered over it, right? And I said to her, I said, um, I said, excuse me, I am really sorry to bother you, but can you tell me why you bought that, that particular bunch of flowers? And do you know what she said? They make me happy. How could you want more? Yeah. I, I mean, there's an 18-year-old girl who I don't even know if a year ago would have bought flowers, who now bought them because they make her happy. I... Yeah. I, I didn't. I all I said to her was thank you. Yeah. I said thank you so much for letting me know, because I, there was no follow up questions to be had. No, I mean it's it's not only about why she bought it. She really knew why she was buying it because it made her happy. I don't even. I what I really wanted to, the follow up question I really wanted to have for her was, did you come here with the intention of buying flowers? Yeah. But I have to, in my mind, I'm going to fantasize that she came there, she saw them, they made her happy, so she grabbed them. It was $5 US. That's it. Yeah. You know, just one little bouquet of daisies. That was all it was. And I thought, wow, that is so amazing. Now I have to get her into a flower shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the next step. I mean, it, it's the same with cars. You start out with a small car. The more you earn, you get a bigger car. So yeah, absolutely. People, uh, that's why in a flower shop, if, 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 if somebody young comes in and they don't have a lot to spend, but they want to buy one rose for Valentine's Day for their girlfriend or boyfriend, give them all the attention because in 10 years they will come back with, for 100 roses maybe. 
Yeah. And you know what? That also goes back to what we were talking about earlier, even when it comes to the brides. Yeah. Whether it's a hundred dollar bride or a million dollar bride, it's her wedding. Yeah. If you make the flower experience less beautiful, then they're not going to continue shopping. Yeah. They're not going to continue. The next gift they buy will be something else. It'll be yeah. the chocolates or the teddy bears or yeah. or a watch or jewelry, which I don't think is so bad either, but yeah, <laughs> but unless jewelry with the flowers is really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and let's face it: when it, with the first wedding, the, the flowers weren't as as the, she wanted. The second wedding, she will do. <laughs> <laughs> she will skip the flowers. So <laughs> the second wedding, they got married, and the mom chose everything. The, the, yeah, the first wedding. The second one is hers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bill. It's it's great talking to you, and I think we can talk for for many hours. But uh, let's do that uh, when we meet. In person again i'd love to yeah and uh i will get the champagne in and then <laughs> we can sit down and uh yeah i want to thank you for all your positive energy that you gave us uh, this hour uh, it's been a it's been a ball and i i as i mentioned to you i've watched so many of your programs i've really enjoyed them so when you invited me to come on i it it made me really happy it made me really look forward to it because I think you're doing 